with a look at Radio Cayman's News, I'm Dion Anglin. The Medical Officer for Health, Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez, reports 583 COVID-19 tests have been carried out since it was last reported. None of these were positive. So far, of the 25,220 PCR tests that have been carried out in Cayman, a total of 201 have been positive. As of today, 194 cases have recovered, one person has died, and six are considered to be active. But according to medical officials, none of the six active cases are displaying any symptoms of coronavirus. Coronavirus. The number of people currently in isolation is 128. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin gives an update on government supporting micro and small businesses. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin Salins has more. The Cayman Islands Center for Business Development under the Ministry of Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure began accepting applications for grants for the micro and small business sector in April. To date, 950 applications have been received. $1,076,000 have been paid to applicants with a further $414,000 approved for payment. Premier Honorable Alden McLaughlin says out of the 950 applications received, 84% have been processed. With 178 business owners receiving full payment of $3,000. Based on the number of approved applications, the total funds so far committed by the government to the program is $2.6 million. With a 97% application approval rate, the micro and small grant program has sought to ensure that all businesses that meet the criteria are given access to these funds. A digital application form is set to be introduced later in July. There have been six to five applications for participation in this program with a total value of $2,221,000. Five have so far been approved, with another five currently being assessed for approval. The total value of loans at the approval stage is $415,000. The government has also implemented a technical assistance program where qualified accountants will help prepare documents at no cost to the small business owners. For Radio Cayman News... I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Entrepreneurs, micro and small business owners interested in supporting should contact the Center for Business Development at 244-8009 or email cicbd at gov.ky. The Premier reiterates his position on the cruise pier and port project. This is a dead duck. Last week, government won its appeal overturning a Grand Court judge's decision on the people's initiated referendum, which the Premier says underscores the separation of powers. While Mr. McLaughlin is pleased with the ruling, he says government will not be pursuing the multi-million dollar project. There'll be a fresh start following the, the next elections, and we'll see what the people of the Cayman Islands want, and we'll see what um, those who are elected decide to do. From our perspective, and certainly from mine, we're putting this behind us. Uh, we've got lots of other massive challenges to deal with. Mr. McLaughlin was responding to a media question during Friday's COVID-19 briefing. As of Friday, there was no briefing scheduled for this week. 2019 was a good year for government's pensions fund. 2019 proved how the Public Service Pension Board is a leader in excellence in administration, oversight, service delivery, and investment growth. 
Tabling the annual report of the Public Service Pension Board as of December 31st in the Legislative Assembly, Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson shared some highlights from the scheme, which also provides ongoing income to more than 2,000 retirees. I am thrilled to advise that the Public Service Pension Fund is not only in good financial health, but 2019 was an amazing year with strong investment returns. The PSPB became the first pension plan in Cayman to surpass $1 billion U.S. dollars in assets. That's $1 billion. Mr. Manderson says the total growth of the fund in 2019 was more than $228 million U.S. dollars. And after expenses, this equates to a 2.68% overall fund return. Total contributions to the pension plan in 2019 were more than $62 million and total benefits paid to plan members over $36 million. And although 2020 is turning out to be an unusual year, Mr. Manderson told lawmakers the staff at the PSPB have continued to work hard through the pandemic. Public Service Pension Board staff consistently delivered essential services to the membership during this period and also worked to personally contact each and every pensioner the PSB serves to ensure that this at-risk, vulnerable and critical important group was supported and offered assistance if it was needed during this critical time. And as of June 2020, the PSPB says the fund has rebounded from the initial COVID-19 market shift and is 0.4% above the fund's December 31, 2019 figure. The governor's office and the new travel time team are working closely together on the BA Airbridge flights to and from London until the end of August. My office is planning to run flights on the 31st of July and the 28th of August to enable students to travel to the UK to commence their studies next term. Um, now, we've already been in touch with those students who have previously expressed an interest in these flights, either via the emergency travel line or via a large group of students who are being coordinated by Mrs. Carolina Claiborne. So these passengers will be contacted directly by uh, staff in my office once booking commences and they do not need to register again. And what if you have not received an email? But if you are a student or family travelling with a student via these BA flights and have not received an email this week, please send details of passengers and your preferred flight option, 31 July or 28 August, and confirmation of your acceptance from your school or university to UK Student Travel at gov.ky. That is set up just for these BA flights. Travel time continues to lead on all other flights, including for students going to the US and Canada, and travel time also continues to lead on the isolation facilities in terms of who can come back to the Cayman Islands. All those who wish to return to the Cayman Islands on these flights should register at www.explore.gov.ky forward slash travel time. The National Gallery, in partnership with the Ministry of Culture and the private sector, are offering a one-time artist grant of $1,000 per artist. The Minister for Culture, the Honorable Dwayne Seymour, says 20 grants are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Qualified artists should be relying on the artwork as their primary source of income and should be experiencing significant loss of income due to the pandemic. The deadline is the 24th of July 2020 and the form must be fully completed and signed to qualify. Artists should contact the National Gallery for more information and to apply at administration at nationalgallery.org.ky.
Artists are a huge part of our storytelling heritage, so I am happy to support this great initiative. Artists may contact the National Gallery at 945-8111 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday or visit them on the Esteli Tibbetts Highway. From delicious mangoes to mango marshmallows, mango lotions, and mango smoothies to mango hair products, Mango Monday was a huge success. Lydia Ray, owner of Powder Monkey Gourmet Treats, says hundreds gathered at the market at the cricket grounds for a taste of their favorite fruit on the constitutional holiday. So what we had was a steady stream from the time we opened until the time it ended. There was a steady stream of people. And it was very exciting for um, some of the vendors and the farmers, the farmers especially, because the farmers said they saw more people outside of their regular clientele. They made new connections and they had new clients come out and actually really support them. They were like overwhelmed by the fact that they were so well supported by the public. And then the other vendors, a lot of people were like, well, I didn't know this business was here. or I didn't know that they were doing that. And not just to walk around and to see what is available was just an amazing experience. Local farmers showcased hundreds of different types of mangoes in its raw form and foodies got a chance to see the mangoes develop into many products. Mrs. Ray explains the mango skin to seed concept. A lot of cultures do it, basically promoting the fact that we use the fruit, all of the fruit, from the skin to the seed and nothing waste. And the way that we do that is to not just think of the fruit as within the food industry or within the health industry, but what other industries can we now include those products in rather than having it wasted? You know, it's that kind of idea or that kind of concept where we learn about what we have and we learn to use it in every stage. And we cut down on food wastage and we provide more support and opportunities for the people who are growing things and also who are producing things. Mango season runs through June and July and is greeted happily by local chefs and foodies around the island. And now taking us out of the local news, government gives the green light for gyms, movies, theatres and other establishments to start operating again as Cayman enters level two of the COVID-19 suppression phase. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gaeko catches up with owner and director of World Gym Cayman Islands, Samuel Young, to talk about what it's like welcoming clients after months of the coronavirus lockdown, some of the challenges he's faced during the lockdown and what measures are being taken to ensure the safety of his staff and clients. The green light has been given by government for your gym facility to now open its doors. First off, how pleased are you to finally operate and and have your doors open for your clients? Our club at World Gym has been closed for a total of 108 calendar days. At this point, it was not easy to navigate in the early stages as to when we would reopen our doors. Personally, I played a very patient role. There were moments I I just didn't know when we would reopen. Being, um, you know, somewhat in the, the face of the business to some extent, people would ask, you know, there's staff, there's trainers as well that work out or are employed by World Gym and, you know, serve at the front desk and people would ask them as well. So it seemed to be a lot of, you know, anticipation as to when we would reopen and no one had the answer. Um, um, On the day we opened, I turned the key myself and I let customers in and we had a tremendous 
to say the least, um, turnout of people, smiles on their faces. The question is, are gyms safe right now? Do you think it, it's too soon that government has given the green light for you guys to open your doors, considering that we, we're still in a pandemic? And do, you, do you even have any concerns going into this new normal or our phase of suppression? I do think, based on the cleaning protocols, the restrictions, and the floor plans for social distancing, coupled with actual square footage in the gym, I do think it provides a safe environment. Also, the type of members that you have, you need to put forward a code of cooperation, which I believe our members are following. Everyone is responsible and respectful of everyone's space. We've employed a culture where we encourage face masks to be worn. However, if you're breathing vigorously, we ask you to, you know, do what you have to do and, you know, get as much oxygen as you might need in those given moments. Let's talk about some of the provisions that are being made or some guidelines that you're following to ensure the safety of those that uh, that come through your doors. There's been several things we've implemented. Our, plea- our cleaning protocols have been heightened. We, we use all hospital grade products. Throughout the entire day of all of our operating hours, right into the night, we've employed a cleaning company, company simply to go over our machines, our upholstery, all of our handles, just continuously wiping down things. In addition to that, as a club, we've implemented several motion sensor, just, um, we've inter- implemented several sanitization machine uh, dispensers around the gym um, from the top floor to the ground floor and the entryway is all over. Moreover, what we have done and we have our generic spray bottles, we have a hospital grade product which is designed to combat the coronavirus. Um, it's called it's a product called microband. It's very sought after. We have it in our facilities. Our members enjoy it. They can wipe down their machines, um, their upholstery, the handles. We have tons of trash bins around the entire gym, so it's easy, easily to dispose of your, of the paper towels that you use to wipe down the machines. Right alongside of every paper towel dispenser, there's a hand sanitizer that's also motion sensor. So the hands are always clean. The hygiene is heightened um, routinely, systematically through every every single hour, within every single hour, within every single minute, we have we have employed labor just to make sure that our upholsters are clean, all our handles are clean. Um, we also have taken on uh, electrostatic spray, which uses hospital grade products. It's harmless to humans. It goes all over the place. It goes into the AC vents. It goes on the walls. It goes on the ceilings. It goes on the floor. This is a highly effective type strategy to disinfect and sanitize. Um, it might be more on the costly side, but World Gym has employed all of these measures. In addition to all of our staff have been tested for the coronavirus. Everyone is negative. We all have to wear masks, face shields, and gloves when we interact with customers. That's owner and director of World Gym Cayman, Samuel Young, speaking there with Radio Cayman's Shanda Gaeco. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's News. I'm Dion Anglin.